Welcome one and all to Power Bombs and Pile Drivers, a wrestling appreciation podcast. I am your host, Chris Cook, uh, and we are back for episode four. Uh, and this week we are looking at women's wrestling. I have no idea why I went with that dramatic pause. I think it's because I was briefly thinking of just titling this uh, Joshi, but we're going to be talking about Joshi at points, but that's not the entirety um, of the subject. Um, and we're just going to talk about women's wrestling, basically. Um, and how it's been in North America, or it just in wrestling in general. Um, it's lows, it's highs, and it's its current state. Um, it'll probably be a shorter episode because I'm I'll be honest, I'm not feeling well, um, but I want to get one. I want to get an episode out there. And women's wrestling is something that's very, very fun and interesting to talk about and also great to watch. Um, but it hasn't always been that way, at least in the West. Um, so let's dive into that a little bit. Um, we're going to look at, at first some of the lows, then its current then where it's currently at. And then I'm also going to recommend the, uh, to me, the height of, uh, women's wrestling, which it's all there. Uh, and some of the stuff today is outstanding, but it has yet to meet the, uh, the quality of what, um, of one certain era. Uh, so, uh, to dive in, um, let's just quickly, yeah, we'll just quickly, uh, quickly hop in. Uh, so wrestling, uh, women's wrestling hasn't always been treated well or looked at seriously. Um, now it's had some modicums of that, but up until the early, the early to, no, not early, sorry, the mid, uh, the mid to late uh, 2000, uh, 2000s. Um, and then in WWE's case, um, not until like 2014 or so, um, women's wrestling wasn't consistently treated respectfully or well. Now, don't get me wrong. There were some little parts, but uh, little batches of it being treated respectfully. Um, like well before the current iteration of the women's tag team championships, uh, WWF had women's tag team championships, but it was never, they and the women's championship was never prominently featured. There wasn't really a good division. Like you had Alundra blaze, AKA Medusa, um, who was a known name and entity. And sure you had like, uh, Luna, I, I can't remember her last name, but also you'd have some of the, the people from the, prime uh joshi periods um like bull nanko coming over or, or aja kong um but pretty much the women's division in the wwf in the 80s and 90s um or earlier was really in some aspects sideshow and not as less than as it was somehow later become but it was still it it was just kind of there but it wasn't ever given a spotlight um in the late nineties in the attitude era, it was moving towards less competitors and more sex cells, uh, because you had, uh, characters like Sonny and then Sable, uh, 
Um, and even though you had Jacqueline and Ivory, um, two women who could, who could go and Tori who had had some success in Japan, um, it was still primarily about the, the looks and, and the sex, uh, like the sexuality and all that. And less about the, um, less about the wrestling. Um, you'd have stuff like bra and panties matches, which that's just uncomfortable to say. Um, <laughs> or like food fights or bikini contests or, or things like that. Um, and aside from the early Alundra Blaze days, you still get moments where you'd get it a little more of a spotlight put on it. Uh, the improvements uh, that Trish and Lita made were were huge strides. Uh, Jazz coming in from ECW. Man, if she came along 10 years later, like she'd be thriving. Um, or if she had come along just a little bit later uh, for tna with their knockouts division like it, it would have been night and day um so you still had you had your trishes your your leaders your jazzes um your friggin <laughs> your molly hollies <laughs> um your victorias and then later your gail kims uh but especially in wwe it was outside of rare moments it was almost treated as an afterthought um not that these these women weren't trying but still it was primarily like hey we're we're focusing on how beautiful you, how beautiful you are and how aesthetically pleasing you are and not how well you can, not necessarily the stories you can tell and how good of a wrestler uh wrestler you are now don't get me wrong aside from those women there's also been some solid ring hands natalia beth phoenix um this will sound weird but i i even later got to compliment the bellas limited as they are they were they got better in the ring um but still it was it was never treated well and then as the divisions grew um it then became like the divas divisions. And yes, you had your Layla's and your Michelle McCool's, but it was like, Hey, here's like four minute matches, uh, three, like four or three minute matches. We're treating them as the bathroom break matches. Um, and you're, uh, you're going to have multi-man matches where it's just like, Hey, it's going to be a quick roll up or, everybody spamming their finishers and you're, you're not being given a reason to care. Um, and you also notice I'm not talking about WCW all that much. That's because WCW treated their women's division even, even less. Uh, I can't even say it got as bad as when it was the divas era in, uh, WWF slash E, but like, I, I, I can't remember anything about the WCW women's division. Heck, they even added a cruise, a women's cruiserweight championship. And I think that lasted like a month. Like it's very, very little is known about it. And during this time in mainstream uh, wrestling, i.e. WWE, like the, the women were treated less than 
Um, now, an exception to this, like you'd have some women's promotions. I think WoW was starting. Um, Shimmer was Shimmer was around, but they were they were niche. Who deserves a lot of praise for what they were doing with their women, at least for a while, is is TNA, now known as Impact. Uh, in the late 2000s, their their knockouts division, um, they called it, was fantastic, especially spearheaded by that outstanding rivalry with uh, Awesome Kong and and Gail Kim. Fantastic matches. Uh, they were the f- first company outside of WWE uh, in quite some time, especially in the West, to have a women's women's tag team championships knockout uh, like the knockout stag titles and there was prominence like there there was a lot of interest and a lot of attention put on it and a lot of care given and tna gets rightly criticized for so many things but they also deserve praise at least for a while for what they were doing with the with their women uh wrestlers and their women's division like it was it was one of the times where TNA wasn't feeling like a light version of WWE. It was actually feeling like the alternative that it should have been. Um, and that's something that TNA struggled with in a lot of ways for a long time, but they did, they did really well, at least for a while with their, with their knockouts. Uh, so if you're wanting to see some great women's matches from that time period, a, can't go wrong with any any gail kim awesome kong match um victoria i can't remember what her name in um in impact was but she she was great there there was odb who again would be thriving if she came out like now um that character was kind of ahead of its in a weird way ahead of its time and i think it would find a great spot now um and to give praise where it's due, um, WWE turned around how it was doing its women division, women's division in NXT. And if NXT's women's division, especially with when Paige was there before you got Oscar, um, like it was, it was starting to be treated really, really well. Like instead of like, hey, here's some four minute matches or some demeaning matches or anything like that. It's like, hey, we're going to have our women go out and do competitive matches uh, just like any of the men do. And the fans were there for it. And I don't know why on the big stage they thought, oh, no, it's just got to be this. Like, it's just got to be the TNA and that kind of thing. Uh, No pun intended at impacts expense there. Um but it it took the main rosters a while to treat it like that. Um, the efforts of Paige, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Bailey, uh, and then Oscar, Io Shirai, uh, Candice LeRae. Like the NXT women's roster has been outstanding, and a lot of them did go on to have good success on the main rosters. Now, when the main roster it took a while for it to get it right because uh, they were really heavily promoting it as like the women's revolution where it was like a lot of showing and not a lot of telling. And it's like, Hey, this is very important, but it felt like we were being screamed at with that. And it was like four 
months later after that rebranding where it's like women's revolution, women's revolution, where it actually like organically felt important. They weren't telling you it was important. They were actually letting it be important. They were letting the work from the, from the wrestlers speak for itself. And that was garnering attention. That was getting women in main events. The first time since Trish and Lita, uh, women like first time women's hell in a cell matches on NXT, you were getting women's war game matches and outside of the (laughs) women's tag team division. Um, like the past five or six years has been consistently the best, uh, women's division treatment that WWE has ever had. Now, I know others will disagree with me. It's, and that's, that's fair. That's their prerogative. Uh, cause when there's too many titles, there's too many, like the, the titles lose their meaning, but I don't know. I think the women's divisions could use their own mid card title. Um, now that's tricky because you've got two, two shows, two rosters. So maybe you could have that mid card title be a traveling one. But the reason I say that is outside of the title picture, even though the matches are super competitive, the E struggles with doing stories that aren't centered around the championships. They also struggle with <laughs> the tag team division horrendously. Um, I can't even think of any proper teams. Um, now people complain and rightfully so about a lot of thrown together, uh, women's tag teams, but sometimes throwing two singles, uh, characters together, together can lead to a really solid tag team. Uh, I think Sasha Banks and Naomi is an example of that. Both were known as singles and then they be, they gelled together as a really good tag team. Um, the Kabuki warriors, uh, where, uh, Oscar and Kyrie Sane, like both were known as singles, but they worked well together as a tag team. So people automatically just ruling it out like, oh, they're just being thrown together. Like, yes, that's the case. Uh, but sometimes two singles thrown together can gel into an excellent tag team. Uh, an example of this on the men's side recently or somewhat recently was um, the bar, Seamus and Cesaro or Cesaro and Shinsuke or Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. Basically, uh, Cesario, Cesaro or Claudio, uh, as he's, as he now goes by in AEW, um, like that dude can work magic with anything. Um, but sometimes it does work. So we also got to give it a little bit of a chance. Um, at points I've even thought like, Hey, you know what, would it hurt for, we had the, there was the May Young tournament, which was awesome. Uh, there was the evolution pay-per-view, the women's evolution, and I wouldn't mind another women's only pay-per-view. Um, and it could be like, Hey, what? Well, the tricky thing is if it's another show, then it's tricky, but something that you saw actively currently in Japan and in older Japan is it wouldn't be split shows of like a women's roster and a men's roster on the same show. 
the women would have their own show, their own promotion, um, or in the East case, it could be their own brand. I'm not quite sure how that would look, but that would actually remove like two world titles. You could have one, you could have a tag, you could have a mid card championship and it would give a lot more people, a lot of time to shine. Um, so maybe that's something that could be considered down the line. Um, AEW is in a frustrating spot with their, uh, with their women's division. Uh, cause as much as I want to praise them, they've got terrific roster. They've got a terrific roster. They don't know what they're, it, it's like, they don't know what they're doing with it. Um, you can have a stacked roster, but if you're not promoting the, the matches like they're big deals, if you're not giving people a reason to care, then they're not going to, um, and AEW gets a pass on a lot of things that WWE doesn't, but I think a lot of the issues that people have with the WWE women's tag division on that side of things, uh, those criticisms also would absolutely apply to AEW's women division. Hopefully they'll get better at that. I like that there's two championships and one's like the television one. And then there's the world. AEW also has boatloads of championships. So I'm not saying add more, but titles actually do serve a purpose in wrestling. So they are meaningful. And if there's too many, they lose meaning, but they also work as a great way to tell, to give a reason for a feud and a story, at least at the beginning, it could be, Hey, you've got a title. I want it. And then it can morph into this <laughs> passionate blood feud. Um, Japan has treated women's wrestling much, much better, uh, more consistently than, uh, than the U S um, now the U.S. is making improving in leaps and bounds, but still, if you want to see, if you want to see a place that has done it right from the get-go, it's it's Japan. Currently, there's there's numerous uh, Joshi promotions, um, and Joshi is just what they call women's wrestling over there. There is JWP. There is Gaya Japan. Um, actually, I'm not sure if Gay is Gay is still going. But then, of course, there is a. Uh, sorry, brain hiccup. <laughs> of course, there's stardom and the all time classic and stardom is is awesome to watch. Stardom is great uh, and it's also owned by New Japan, um, but it's it's got its own uh, it's got its own shows. Uh, sorry, my brain is just hiccuping. Um, and there was one, one promotion in particular that I wanted to mention before grandmama of them all. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, JWP is still going. Um, uh, there's one other promotion I'm trying to think about. Um, Hey, no, that's the wrong one. Ah. Okay. Nice ribbon. That was it. Oh my gosh, this whole section, I'm so sorry. Ice Ribbon also has some good stuff. Um, but the be-all and all, at least to me, of... Oh, also there's Sendai Girls Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Wave. Uh, but then the best 
uh, Joshi promotion, period. Uh, at least to me, was All Japan's women's uh, pro wrestling. And it started in the 70s, and it ran through the 90s. Uh, it unfortunately did go defunct, um, but some of the the best... Uh, it went defunct in um, 2005. Some of the best women's wrestling you will ever see was done in all Japan women's. It was fan-freaking-tastic. It also had uh three um yeah so it actually had nope sorry uh six seven seven championships um but there was the the wwa which was women's wrestling association uh world heavyweight championship their tag championship um and their uh, all Pacific championship, which was like the mid card one. And then of course there were some, uh, some other, other championships in there. Um, but all Japan women's, it has, it's, if you like classic Japanese wrestling, like the, the King road style, which is intense and wince inducing, <laughs> um, You'll get that, but with, but with women, um, and I still remember one match where someone got busted open while getting pile driven on a table that didn't break. And then they, they were bleeding the rest of the match and it was, it was intense. It was hard hitting. And when you look at it like that, you're like, man, how has it taken North America this long to get caught up? Um, so that's today's episode. Sorry, it's a little scattered. I'm not feeling the best, um, but I really wanted to get an episode out. Um, and I always enjoy throwing on some uh, All Japan Women's. It's uh, Women's wrestling is something that has gotten good in North America in the last... Uh, you know what? We'll be kind and say uh, 15... Uh, 15 to 20 years, give or take. Um, but it was, as I've gotten into more wrestling outside of North America, um, if I'm not, if I'm just going to toss on a match, um, it's probably going to be a Japanese match. That just seems to be the type of wrestling I enjoy the most. But it'll often end up being something from all Japan women. So if you really want to watch wrestling where women are treated seriously, uh, you're gonna want to watch um, Joshi, and you're gonna want to check out All Japan uh, Women's. Um, so many of the matches are available on YouTube. You can take your pick. It'll be it'll be outstanding. Um, I will be back soon with another episode, especially one with Mike. Uh, we we had one scheduled, but then both of us had to uh, both of us weren't feeling good. Uh, so we had to reschedule, but that one will be coming soon. Uh, there will be other episodes. So that first one with Mike is going to be um, one that he and I have been planning on in, in essence for years. Uh, and it's going to be a Stone Cold Steve Austin appreciation episode. Because I don't think you could be a wrestling fan of the 90s and not have a love for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now I'll walk that back. You probably can, but 
he was our gateway <laughs> into into wrestling and the antics of stone cold steve austin always reduce us to laughing giggling fits um because it's it, it was just fantastic um another one we're going to talk with mike at some point is ecw both classic and the failed wwe relaunch uh there will be some nwo episodes coming there's also going to be some more career highlighting episodes uh kenta kabashi is in the pipeline um lance storm probably and i've been listening to william regal's podcast so i kind of want to do a william regal episode um so look forward to those sorry that i'm a little scatterbrained today i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode if you take anything away aside from me fluffering when, <laughs> when something's on the tip of my tongue and i can't remember the the blooming name of it um is that you should watch all japan women's bro <laughs> even if you real even if you disagree with my take on uh AEW women's division which hey let me know i'm curious uh, i, I want to know what y'all's opinions are um and i know i sounded really negative on it and that's not in that's not intentional but it is a bit disappointing like there will be some great outstanding matches they've got a fantastic roster but it's almost like not you've got gold here and you're only occasionally producing silver it's not like it's bad but it's also there's a consistent bronze and it should be like gold medal every time with the people they have on that roster um in that women's division so it it is a bit disappointing uh same thing with uh same thing with wwe especially with their tag division although they handle their their singles one consistently much better um but all that being said i hope you enjoyed today's episode i hope uh you'll come back for the next one with uh with stereo mike we're finally getting it we're finally getting the frequent co-host <laughs> and hope you all enjoy some wrestling seriously look up all japan women's it was fantastic take care peace out my friends